Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hello. Happy Monday, everybody. It's a very happy Monday, everybody. It's happy. It's fine. There's uh did you have a good weekend before we get to it? I did. I had a good weekend. Um, I did not get up to like too many crazy things. I honestly spent it organizing, cleaning, um, and and just doing various like things. I almost I mean I almost threw down at a particular brand of hardware store. Really? Yeah, you almost threw I had down? an issue. No, it was it got bad. Like I has I had I had to <laughs> Okay. Yes, because I was returning something at the store. And I had already spent time on the phone with this particular customer service over the phone to make sure I could return these items. Uh, it was for my balcony. We did like the back deck and there are a couple of boards, composite boards, which are worth 50 bucks each. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll just return those. Might as well get 100 bucks back, right? So we go to the store to return them. And before we did that, I even made a phone call because I said, you know, I can't find the receipt, but I have the order number when I called. So I spoke with the person on the phone. They said, no problem. Take it into the store. Um, here's the order number. Here's a case number in case anyone gives you trouble. Worst case, but tell, tell the manager they can look into the case number. I'm like, great, fine, wonderful. So we go to this particular store and the, <laughs> the customer service person behind the desk, newer, I found out she's newer after the fact, after I'd already spoken with the manager, was like, yeah, you can't return that here. I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I spent like time on the phone to, to confirm that I could return it here. So anyway, after like my husband basically got so heated, he was like, are you kidding? I was like, you need to move. You need to move away. I got this. <laughs> and the person was just so unprofessional. It was crazy. So told us to go to a different store, like go to another store. You can't return it here. I said, I hated to be the person to utter the words. But I'm like, can I just speak to a manager? Like, cause I know I can, like I spent time on the phone and she was just so rude. Like it was crazy. I'd never experienced that before. I never even asked for a manager in my life for anything, but I had to. Sorry, Karen. This was the first time you've done I, that? No, honestly, <laughs> trust me. She was a Karen. She was the Karen. So the manager comes and right away was like, corrected her and said, uh, they can return it here. You have to do this. And she, I had to ask three times to speak to somebody else. She wanted me to lug two ginormous 16 foot uh, composite decking boards back into my truck with my kids there too, by the way, oh, God. and go to another store, which was about 15 kilometers away. I said, let me like clear this up. So sure enough, the manager came and he's like, yeah, I- I- I'm sorry about this. So on the side, he pulls me aside after because he saw me in the store. He actually found me in the store after because I-, I don't know if there's been problems here before. But anyway, asking me questions like what what happened and what did she tell you to do and what what did she do? And I said, I t- she didn't even ask for any of the info she was supposed to ask for to find me in the system. So anyway, that was that was a fun Sunday morning activity. Uh, but everything was fine and the return went through. But See, she ruined your Sunday morning at the hardware the store thing. vibe. You Sunday know mornings it. at the hardware store are yes. one of the best things to do. You know it. And we were like, we wanted to peruse some Halloween stuff. And I was so like heated after that. I couldn't like I was I couldn't believe it. This woman like made physical gestures at me, like not in a bed, like not a finger or anything, but like was like, no, I'm telling you, you can't was like animated. I'm like, I'm telling you, I talked to somebody that told me I can. I'm telling you, you can't. There's no point in calling the manager, but okay. I'm like, okay, don't don't look at, like, I was very calm and cool and collected. Wow. And then the manager came and corrected her ass. So then she did end up apologizing to me, which was, I, I was like, that's great, but figure out your job because you, you need to learn, like, there were other ways to deal with this. You're going to name the chain? No, 
No, because you know what? I won't name the chain because the ma- like I said, the manager was actually really nice, very apologetic, and I've never had issues there before. So I won't name the chain. Okay. All right. I had 20 people over for dinner on Saturday night, and we decided, we were watching the weather all week, decided, okay, think this is going to work out. So we did a sunset poolside dinner for 20 people in my backyard. But that also meant that I had to rearrange my entire backyard. And I had to find tables for 20 people in my backyard. Cat, no more people over. I've done it once. Yeah, you I did it. I can say I've done it. No more. You did it. it. It's not worth the hassle anymore. People can come over now in, in short bursts, like two or three at a time. <laughs> That's it. You know what I always do if I'm hosting? And, and I do like hosting, actually. But I will very strategically not do dinners. I will do apps. Good. You're coming after and you're having apps and drinks. I'm fine with apps and drinks. Apps and drinks, the bar's a little lower. A full-on dinner party, unless it's Thanksgiving with my family. But family's easy. When you're having a, like a fr- family friend mix over, there's a little more pressure on you, and it's a full dinner, and you're hosting the whole thing. It's a lot. So I usually do the old appies and drinks. But your your dad, it was his birthday yeah, celebration. Was, yeah. And did he enjoy himself? That's the main thing. He said, you know what? This was probably the best dinner party I've ever been to in my life. Wow. That's that incredible. kind of makes it worth it. Sure. <laughs> you know what would be better than a compliment, Dad? How about some money? That would be wonderful. Great, Dad. Here's your birthday card and your invoice. And <laughs> You know, it's one thing to have 20 people over. It's another thing to feed 20 people. Holy shit. It was six courses, by the way. Wow. You did six. Okay, no wonder. You're probably exhausted. That's I am so well, exhausted. And your girlfriend, who I know did a lot of work, you were saying. Almost all of it, yes. Wow. I, actually, it's bad because you know that the other day stupid I was getting out of bed and I just rolled the wrong way out of bed Mm -hmm. and and I tweaked my back so that was bothering me but I was so careful to not screw up my back any more than I have you know when you're over careful and then you end up making it worse that's exactly what I did now I think I blew out my knee or something like that I'm like hobbling around like a 90 year old it's horrible he really is everybody he really is hobbling but when I talked about this on the morning show today on our FM radio show we're on 91.5 the beat in Kitchener Waterloo every single day Uh, a lot of people said oh you should go see an osteopath I'm gonna take their advice I'm going to see an osteopath today did you make an appointment yes perfect good I had my girlfriend make me an appointment (laughs) today Well, she does everything for you. I know, and she's, she's a such saint. A sweetheart. I. That's so nice. Okay, well, that, I hope you're feeling going to feel better after that. Then I, I have never been to an osteopath before. What, it, what exactly do they do? Well, I'll tell oh, you after two. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Because I literally have no idea. I mean, chiropractor is one thing, and um, the acupuncturist, I get it. Uh, obviously, a massage therapist. But this is new for for me, and obviously new for you. You let us know how that goes. I will. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm optimistic that this is going to go well because so many people texted in that have had a good experience with an osteopath. I thought I should be booking a chiropractor appointment. Turns out, no. They said, go see an osteopath and or acupuncture. Okay. And apparently both of those will work. So I am going at two for the osteopath. And if I can find myself an acupuncturist that's available at three, we're going to do that too, Kat, because I am tired of this. Acupuncture is different. I went, but it was a totally different thing because I was pregnant. I was overdue at the time, and I heard all these rumors like, oh, acupuncturist, they'll get that moving. They'll get your baby out of there. It didn't fucking work at all. No? No. So now well, I'm eventually like, the baby now came. I'm, yeah, but that didn't work. I was still about nine days later. So, oh. yeah, I was like expe- expecting all this thing. I'm like, okay, I'm going to call 911 from here then. We'll just do that. <laughs> it didn't work out. But I know that acupuncture works wonders for many, 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 many things. 
Let's uh, talk about some of the news that broke over the weekend. It's pissing me off. There's so much great shit that happens between when we're done on Friday and Monday morning. But it does give us an opportunity to talk about stuff on Monday. So, guys, thank you for downloading this episode of After 9. We appreciate you. We are back into doing daily episodes. So here we go. Ryan Imgrund, Mm. a biostatistician and former teacher. (laughs) Okay, what? Right away, you're like... (gasps) Okay, when I saw the news, I knew you were throwing the dinner party because I first saw the news on Saturday. And it was early evening, but I knew you were busy because you had that party that you just spoke of. So I couldn't text you. And it was killing me because I'm like, I want to text him, but I know he has people coming over. So I can't. I had to just leave it all weekend. And yesterday I was busy. So I'm like, just, I got to talk to Scott about this. Uh, This is crazy. So why don't you tell the story as it is first? Because if you, and maybe you don't recognize the name, we've had uh, this particular biostatistician, Ryan, on with us on the podcast and on our FM radio show, particularly during the, what is it, like the first and second waves of COVID maybe? Yeah. 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 Waves one and two, Ryan was a regular, uh, semi-regular on After Nine. And uh, he, he was a... The reason we started inviting Ryan on, because I feel like we almost need to apologize at this point, and we haven't had Ryan on in well over a year, but lots has happened Mm -hmm. since we did have him on. Number one, Ryan was on because back at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of skepticism about the numbers that the government was publishing. They were vastly different from the numbers Ryan was publishing in certain ways. So we had Ryan on, and and he just seemed like a, a nice guy who crunched the numbers and was doing this on his own time, and he just had everyone's public health best interest at heart. So we had him on, and he explained things like our value and things like that, and, and he told us, okay, so here's what we got to watch out for. Here's what's going on. Here's how bad it actually is. Yes, we should be closing schools now to prevent this and prevent that and yada, yada, yada. I stand by that because at the time, Ryan did have an objective point of view. He was not working for the government, and it was nice to have someone on who didn't have any affiliation to the government, and his numbers seem very credible. And I have no reason to think that his actual raw data was not credible, so I'll assume that it was. The problem is, is that as COVID went on and on and on, I'm not exactly sure why, but Ryan started to take on a a different cadence. He became very, very aggressive on Mm -hmm. social media. And as his following was growing, because some people heard him on this podcast and a million other ones, and some people had seen his tweets and so on and thought, okay, here's a guy that I can get behind. And he developed a very loyal following, and, and that's great. The thing is, anybody who asked questions, anybody who questioned some of the numbers, anybody who wanted to know why certain policies that the government was implementing were either ineffective or effective, and if Ryan didn't agree with it, but someone did agree with the government, he would turn on them. And it really did become awkward at times. I remember when school was going to go back in. And, and it wasn't just a critique or criticism of the education minister or the premier or the health minister. Ryan was going after other teachers because he's also was also a math teacher at the time. Mm-hmm. And when he was saying to other teachers, if you go to work on Monday without a mask on, you're a piece of shit. You're going to kill your students or whatever it was that he said. I'm paraphrasing here. Then then people became uh, I in particular became very skeptical, like, huh? What, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Like, when did this turn from a science math based approach to name and shame? I couldn't understand that. But anyway, some 
uh, some accusations came out. I believe it was a slander accusation or a libel accusation. And, and Ryan went on a spree where he started blocking people, including me. And I've never said bad things about Ryan. I've disagreed with him on the approach that he takes several times. Yeah. But he blocked me, and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah, you were always very respectful. I found you to be always very respectful of it, even if you disagreed with what he said. I mean, I even found some of his, um, some of his tweets to be a little bit much. Honestly, uh, but I just I'm not the type to to voice my opinion on it. You probably are more the type to say, yeah, I disagree with you and good on you. I think that that's what, you know, Twitter, for example, would be for is to have that conversation without being, you know, arrogant or, or rude. And I thought that that's what you did. I remember at one point, even he messaged me saying, you know, look out, look at Scott's mess, look at Scott's tweet he sent out. And I forget the context of it. So, you know what? I won't even share too much, but it was one of those like he better be careful. And I'm thinking nothing that he's sharing is anything that anybody else is thinking. It's also his opinion on his Twitter. So uh, I don't, I didn't speak to him on, on the blocking of you, but he had not blocked me and still hasn't. Uh, But I didn't, I didn't realize how, how big this would, this would get. Yeah. I, uh, do we want to read the allegations? Yeah, I could read some of it. I mean, it's from the discipline committee of the Ontario college of teachers. The Investigation Committee of the Ontario College of Teachers, pursuant to Section 26, subsection 5. (laughs) Okay, obviously. Has directed the matter hereinafter described regarding the conduct or actions of Ryan Matthew Leslie Imgrund, and then it goes on with his certificate number, uh, be referred to the Discipline Committee to the Ontario College of Teachers. It's alleged Ryan Matthew Leslie Imgrund is guilty of professional conduct as defined in the act. And it went on to describe things like, uh, what was it, uh, suggestion that he sent shirtless pictures, mm-hmm. that he had inappropriate text or DM exchanges mm-hmm. with girls, mm-hmm. that his coaching became more than coaching, and it became, um, uh, let's see here, I'm trying to figure out how I can say it. In, 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 he's accused of misconduct with several different women or girls that he was teaching, and Frankly, the allegations are are pretty gross. Yeah, they are. They they do go into detail if anyone wants to look them up. But when I was looking at them, and I did look at the detail, I thought, oh my. Yeah, I'm just looking at like top level accusations. And let me see if I can get into particulars are as follows. At all material times, Ryan Matthew Leslie Imgrund, the member, was a member of the College of Teachers. Uh, okay, so that's just the preamble. Student one was a female student who commenced grade and that is redacted, at the school, redacted, academic year, redacted, blah, 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 blah. And then there was student two, student three, student four, student five. The suggestion is that he was engaging the students in a personal group message chat, sending numerous messages to the students, including to their personal phones, late into the evening and early morning hours, messaging students late at night, inviting them to meet him at the resort pool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sending student one numerous texts, email exchanges of a personal nature, engaging in electronic communication related to the exchange of photographs, including a shirtless picture of himself. He stated, if you don't say I'm good looking, I'll cry or words to that effect. When student one did not respond or said no, he sent a message that stated he allegedly sent a message that stated, I've never cried before, but you made me cry. He requested and or received photographs of student one, including a photograph that showed her in a T-shirt and shorts and one of her in a bathing suit and so on and so forth. I think people get the idea 
of where this is going. And let's keep in mind, these are allegations at this point. I don't know if they're true or not. I'm Mm -hmm. sure Ryan has his own perspective. I don't think I've heard what his side of the story is. And frankly, I don't care that much. I really don't. Either way, we're in this situation now where these allegations are out there. And at this point, I almost feel bad. I almost feel bad about the fact that we had Ryan on as many times as we did and that I wasn't a little more challenging of him because in hindsight, I am like most other reasonable people, very, very worried about COVID at the beginning. But as time went on, as it got more and more mild, i.e. when we went from Delta to Omicron, there was a substantial change in the severity of the disease. And and yeah, I do have a lot of questions about vaccination. Hey, I went and got my shots. I did. I got my two shots. And, and those shots at the time, I thought, okay, this is what the government says I should do. That was before we knew that the shots do not stop transmission. That was before we knew taking that shot does not mean you won't have a severe outcome or die. That was when we thought the shots are perfectly safe. Oh, it's, it's practically organic shit that they're mm-hmm. putting in you. And then we found out there's a lot of cases of people who are experiencing heart issues and many other side effects as well. There was a lot of stuff that we didn't know at the beginning. But as this stuff came out, myself and, and a lot of other reasonable people took a step back and said, okay, well, listen, that's not what they told us at the beginning. That's not what they told us. And I was able to evolve my thought on COVID. And I'm at a point right now where I take it seriously. I'll do whatever I have to do to protect myself because nobody wants to get sick. But if I do get sick, it's not a death sentence necessarily. I'm not racing out to to, uh, get my affairs in order and draft a will. It is what it is. I've had COVID. It sucked, but I was fine. It was very, very similar to a flu. And not to say that everybody will experience it just like that. Mm -hmm. We still know there's people out there that get it that are completely asymptomatic, that have no idea they've got it. And then, of course, other people end up in the hospital. And we now know more about how that happens, what your comorbidities are, and so on and so forth. But Ryan came on, and he was a bit of a propaganda machine for very over-the-top things. He wanted very stringent restrictions. He was screaming for schools to be closed. And at one point, I trusted him and his judgment on that. But as I evolved, as the situation changed and we learned more, I changed. It seems like Ryan didn't. And I'm sure if we had him on today, which we're not, by the way, but if we did, he would probably still be insisting on mm-hmm. mandatory masking, enforced mandates, schools being closed, and so on and so forth. So now that this has come out on top of that, I, I'm guessing this would have been right around the time when we were having him on. And I, I, it's unfortunate that we gave him a platform to do that if these allegations are true. So for that, I, I do regret having him on. I really do. Uh, I think it was very helpful at the beginning, but towards the end, maybe that last one that we did was about a year and a half ago. Maybe we didn't need to have him on that day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way, it was uh, all this stuff came out, and I'm wondering how or why. I'm, one, I, I'm half wondering. How or why what? How or why this stuff came out now? I mean, there's allegations that that come out all the time. Um, Disciplinary things from the Ontario College of Teachers. They publish a newsletter every month where you can read the blue pages or whatever it is they call them about different allegations and things that have been made. This one was made very, very public. Is there some sort of a personal vendetta, do you think? Do you think there's a reason that this one got amplified and put on steroids? Or is it just because he became such a celebrity online during the pandemic that this is public interest? Well, I think that that's exactly it, is that we wouldn't wouldn't have paid much attention to it had it not been 
that he was on several different news stations and radio stations and promoting that and became a name that people knew, uh, you know, especially those who fo- followed COVID. And, and maybe there's people who really didn't know. That's fine. But for those who did follow, you know, there were he was on um, all kinds of different all kinds of different uh, stations. So, yeah, it, in part, I think it was his 15 minutes of fame, if you will. I think they're up now. Uh, it kind of seems like yeah, it, huh? That kind of had him in that spot where people are paying attention. Also, the allegations, they don't. I don't believe they have dates attached to them from what we can see. But we also have to realize that if someone stepped forward, maybe it took a second person and a third person. And that can happen slowly. We know that that doesn't happen right away. And everybody is different. There are some dates. On or about October 27th, 2020, mm-hmm. it's alleged he sent an email to the school's guidance counselor requesting that student one's class schedule be changed so she would be in his class. In or around Halloween 2020, it's alleged he asked to borrow students' shorts so he could wear them for a Halloween costume. That's And dressed up as student X for Halloween, including wearing her team shirt. On one or more occasions, it's alleged that student one was taken for long drives alone in his personal vehicle. Mm. Where? What? <laughs> Look, I know these are allegations at this point, but generally speaking, what teacher thinks that that's okay to do? This is the thing. What teacher thinks that that would that there's nothing wrong with that? I don't. I don't understand. Even if you know you're a good person that does not have that um, thought in your mind. You call it. You call a cab. <laughs> you do something else. Like I just don't understand. I don't. On or about February twenty first, twenty twenty one, during a school day, it's alleged that he drove student one alone to the University of X. I mean, like I said, they're allegations. Mm-hmm. There's. It's been recommended what that they go to the the college and and reexamine them. I I uh, I don't really know what else to say, but. Jesus, this is not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is some pretty nasty stuff. Where does he go from here? I mean, as a biostatistician, I don't know how much credibility he has left on the COVID front. Mm-hmm. I don't see Health Canada racing out to offer him a job or anything like that. On the teaching side, these allegations weren't just published. They were widely shared on social media, whereas other teachers who have these allegations, uh, the allegations will be out there, and you can probably find them if you Google them, but otherwise, I don't think most of the regular public would hear about allegations against a regular teacher. In this case, it's like newspaper-type news Mm -hmm. everywhere. It's it's interesting, and there's there's a lot more to this story. We won't get into too many details, but I will say that I will I would follow uh, Cynthia Mulligan's tweets on on this um, because there's a whole bunch more to this saga. But we won't get into it. We're not directly involved in that portion of it, of course. But if you are interested, you can check that out. Yeah, I'm wondering. I mean, basically, his career as a teacher, I would think, is over. Is that safe to assume? I, I don't see many oh. school boards racing out oh, to yeah. hire him at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And as a biostatistician, I don't even know where you apply for a job for something like that. In any case, <laughs> I don't know if he still listens to this pod or not. I uh, uh, The whole thing is a mess. It, it really, really is. And it, there's there's people calling for... Actually, I don't even care what people are calling for. Listen, as far as this pod is concerned, what I said at the beginning is still true. At the time, we had a lot of reason to to trust yep. him. And there was, I don't think it was a bad decision back at the beginning of the pandemic to invite him on. To have him on more and more times after that, 
in hindsight, and now especially knowing what these allegations are, which again are allegations, we don't know if they're true or not, but time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we probably could have uh, uninvited him for the, maybe the last one or two. Sure. Over the weekend, the Conservative Party of Canada elected a new leader, and it was a landslide. We're a complicated and mixed up bunch, like most families, like our country. I want to thank my parents, though. In particular, I want to thank my parents, two school teachers who adopted me from a teenage mother. They taught me that it didn't matter where I came from, but where I was going. It didn't matter who I knew, but what I could do. That is the hope I want my kids to inherit. But that that hope has melted into worry for many. Today, people feel like they've lost control of their pocketbooks and their lives. The cost of government is driving up the cost of living. This government, this liberal government, has doubled our national debt, adding more debt than all previous governments combined. That means another half trillion dollars bidding up the cost of the goods we buy and the interest we pay. Inflationary taxes increase those costs further. Now, they plan to triple the carbon tax on gas, heat, and everything else. That's just a little sample. If you want to watch the speech, you can go back and watch it. Uh, At times, his speech was funny. He, uh, at times, (laughs) when he gave his speech, this is his acceptance speech. This is where he's got to not just thank his supporters, but he's got to reach out to the, like, eight people that voted for Jean Charest and Roman Babber and Leslin Lewis and Scott Aitchinson and and try and convince his supporters that, hey, good fight, it's over, now get behind me. It almost had, at times— hope and change type tones to it. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, it's weird that we've ended up in a situation where Pierre is the hope and change guy, whereas Trudeau in Ottawa is the guy you need hope from and change against. It's weird how we ended up in this situation, but Pierre is now leading the a pretty well-funded party. I mean, they raised tens of millions of dollars by doing this leadership campaign, and they're ready. If Trudeau decides he wants to have an election tomorrow, they're ready to fight an election. If Trudeau wants to wait it out until the end of the term, the conservatives will just raise more money in the meantime. Pierre's got a good base of support, and he's a young guy. He's younger than Trudeau. He's got a nice young family. And it's funny because all of the things that people said they liked about Justin at first Mm -hmm. may actually work for Pierre. If people do actually vote because, I like him, but it's time for a change. Okay, well, here's Pierre offering you a change. If people like him because he's a young, good-looking guy with a nice family, okay, well, that Pierre is a nice, young, good-looking guy with a nice family. Uh, he checks a lot of boxes there. Mm-hmm. He just has a slightly different political stance than than Justin Trudeau. Yeah, well, I hope everybody does what they should do, and if they're not sure how they feel about Justin Trudeau in the time, they, you do a little research into Just- Pierre and, and into the conservative party then see what the platform is and and then find out for yourself you know justin announced on the weekend he is going to run for the liberals in the next election he's going to stay on as leader so if there was any thought that he was going to step down and and maybe get christian freeland to take over 
Yeah, he put cold water on that. Mind you, anything can change and likely will, depending on how those first rounds of polls look. He's only got a week to go, though, before Parliament resumes. Next Tuesday, the day after the Queen's funeral, Parliament goes back in. And if Justin keeps it up with what he has been doing, and Pierre, who's been out of the House of Commons regularly for several months now because mm-hmm. he's campaigning, now that he's the leader and he can do whatever he wants, he doesn't have to get his remarks or his questions approved by the leader before he asks them in the House. It could be a fucking mess in the House of Commons. It could be an all-out war in the House of Commons. I don't see a lot of common ground here where these two are going to be able to agree on much of anything. So it might be actually exciting to watch is what you're trying to tell me. It might (laughs) actually be exciting to watch again. The sound bites are going to be great, and I'm here for it. Uh, Speaking of uh, Justin Trudeau, and you mentioned Parliament back on the Tuesday because of the Queen's funeral, where are we at with... Any potential for uh, an official day of mourning here in Canada? Well, this is a good question, Kat, because we just had the Queen's, was it Diamond or Platinum? Diamond Jubilee? The 75th anniversary. I believe it's Diamond. Yeah, Diamond. And it's weird because when we had the last Jubilee, they were handing out medals and it was uh, 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 all royalty and everything was great. It was good. This time around, we did a jubilee, and Canada barely acknowledged it. No big ceremonies. Any medals they did hand out were kind of on the low key. They were really trying to to not tie themselves, the current government, to the monarchy, because I think people, or they anticipated that there might be some backlash for that. So we just ignored a massive milestone in the queen and, and her family's existence, Now she's died, and I'm really not sure what they're going to do. As a member of the Commonwealth, and with now King Charles as our head of state, it would absolutely be appropriate to have a national day of mourning for the Queen. Now, they're having 10 days of a mourning period over in the UK, and we're observing that here too. But when it comes to the actual funeral, Monday in the UK is going to be surreal. Banks are going to be closed. Schools are going to be closed. People are going to be invited to get together and gather and watch the funeral. I haven't heard anything like that here. I still don't even know if they're going to close the schools, whereas I think they probably should. And I would assume that we would know this by, I don't know, end of day today or tomorrow latest, right? You have to prepare people for that. That's 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 a big move to make. I'm a little embarrassed that we don't have a plan. I was led to believe that we've had a plan in place for decades for what will happen when the queen dies. And at 96, let's face it, it could have happened any time. So there was a book, and I distinctly remember talking to a a number of people about this, and they told me that, yeah, there would be three days of mourning, and there would at least be one holiday, the day of the funeral. And it seems like nothing is announced or prepared. But yeah, you're absolutely right. If they plan on closing the schools next Monday, Parents need to know. Schools need to know. If they plan on closing the stock market, okay, that doesn't really need a lot of advance notice, but that's something investors might want to know that they're heading Mm -hmm. into a long weekend. There's a lot of things that have to happen here. I'm still not even sure on the official protocol for me, just a regular guy. I would think that if they do make next Monday a holiday, we would still be working because as members of the media, it's the biggest story in the world, and we would have to be on for that. However, we also have another holiday at the end of the month, sorry, holiday for some, when we mark Truth and Reconciliation Day on the 30th. So I don't know if they're going to make it a holiday. 
I think they should. I think it's disrespectful to not. But I also get it. This government has done everything they can to disassociate themselves from the royals over the past year and a half, two years. Which is odd because, as you had mentioned after the Queen had passed away, I mean, Justin Trudeau's tie to the royal family just in that he's been around them for so long. And as a boy growing up with his father being um, the leader and, and meeting the royals then growing up and now as the prime minister meeting the queen several times you would think maybe that would make him more emotionally um i don't know available to the the idea of it but i don't believe there's going to be i, I don't believe it's going to happen because again we have no unless it unless there's an announcement today it's not happening i would agree it's with absolutely that. not happening but that said what time is the funeral for us here um and i'm just talking ontario time eastern time is it, it would be for us like in the early afternoon, I assume? I think or, it would be, okay, yeah. Okay, Yeah, they're six hours ahead of us. Yeah. And the funeral presumably would be, I would think, mid to late afternoon there, which means we would get it late morning to early afternoon here. I would think anyway. Yeah. Listen, people are going to watch it. There's a That's lot of people in this country that yeah. want to see it. I also appreciate not everybody likes the royal family or likes the fact that we have a uh, the current government system that we have with King Charles as our head of state. It's still weird to say King Charles, by the way, but mm-hmm. I am warming up to <laughs> it. I, I'm not going to call him King Charles III, but I also didn't call the Queen, Queen Elizabeth II every time. So yes, it's King Charles, and he is our head of state now, and eventually you will likely see him on some Canadian currency. Some things are going to change in Canada that were particularly meant in honor of the queen that will now be in honor of the king. Yeah, there's going to be changes like that. I think that if we have him, if we're a member of the Commonwealth, we have the king as our head of state and formerly the queen as our head of state. And she dies after 70 what years of service mm-hmm. to Canada and the Commonwealth and we don't acknowledge it. That's a pretty big slap in the face. To me, that's kind of the liberals stick handling this the way they want it to go. I do believe that Justin Trudeau personally liked the queen a lot. I think he did appreciate her counsel. And I think in a way, a weird way, she was somewhat of a a figure that he looked up to or trusted for advice. Great. That's good. But politically, he's thinking about his own butt. And if he gets the sense that the certain pop, uh, people in this country don't want to honor the monarchy, then I have a feeling he'll probably go with that, and we probably won't have it. Having said that, Doug Ford's in charge of the schools in Ontario. If Doug Ford wanted to go rogue, i.e. the feds did not make it a holiday, but Doug wanted to honor them and make it a provincial holiday, he absolutely could do that. And I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to go. Are we taking our guidance from the federal government on this? Mm -hmm. Can provinces make their own choices? I do think there's some provinces that will probably do more than others. What are we doing in Ontario? What are we doing in Canada? We still don't know. And I get that she only just passed away on Thursday. But the funeral's a week from today. And yeah, we need to know what's going on. I'd like to think that there's going to be a holiday. I just don't count on them to do it. I don't think I, I don't think so. Usually I don't count on them to do the right thing at all anyway, but here we are. You don't hear this very often. Cuz I think it's generally assumed that cats don't like water, is that right? <laughs> That's the rumor. <laughs> Kate Bear shares funny videos of her cat, Pim, on her social media channel. Okay. Kate is the owner of a cat named Pim. That likes to shower. Oh, okay. 
It's a strange thing. She adopted Pim when she was only seven weeks old and was almost, and apparently the cat was almost immediately curious about water. She says, I was shocked at first because I thought cats didn't like water, but I was also concerned because I like the shower really hot, said this nurse practitioner. Now I've learned it's the temperature that Pim likes. Whenever she's in the water, she loves it. I think it calms her down. So now Pim does not go a day without joining Kate in the shower. Wow. Every day when she takes a shower, she says, I get in, I look around, and there will be Pim right there waiting under the taps, enjoying the hot water. You shower with your cat. You, you've had cats, many cats. I have through, a cat. Through the years, you yeah. have a cat right now. Is that, uh, how does that make you feel? That I couldn't seems Im- odd. I just can't imagine the thought of the cat wanting to get in the shower. Uh, now, the dog, absolutely. Sometimes Charlie really? gets a little curious and he'll come and he'll stick his nose in there. And, oh, a little water got on me. I better run around and jump on the bed and wipe my face. That's what Charlie does. Okay. A cat getting out of the shower, that seems weird to me. Do you dry the cat off? Because I've held cats. And when you were holding a cat, and you're trying to get the cat to do something that cat doesn't want to do. You know what they do? <laughs> the little bastards will scratch the living shit out of you. I, uh, I've got a few scars to prove that cats typically do yep. not like that nonsense. But this one likes a good shower. So, hey, good on him. That's great. You ever followed your GPS and it led you astray? Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. A guy was driving in Delaware late last week. Drove his car onto the beach because that's the way his GPS oh. was directing him. <laughs> Okay. And you think when you're on the road and the GPS says, turn left, and you turn left and you end up in the sand? Hold on a second here. This doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right at all. It told him again, keep going. He drove right into the fucking ocean. What, how, oh, no. That's, now, that's stupid. In all fairness, he was drunk. Oh. <laughs> he, he, ended up, he, he took a dewey for that one because he was driving drunk and his GPS told him to go into the ocean and he actually did it. Was it dark outside? It wasn't dark. <laughs> that's the thing. It was like late afternoon. And there was people on the beach, too. And they're like, uh-oh, shit, somebody's fuck? driving on the beach. And then he went right into the ocean. People had to run and scramble and pull the guy out of his car. Well, we know that he blamed it on something. Did he blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol or did he blame it on the GPS? No, he blamed it on the GPS. Oh, come on, loser. You were drunk driving. You deserve to get caught and in trouble for this. But the GPS will actually tell you, though. I mean, hey, turn left, turn right. And the GPS technology is great, but it's not perfect. When you're on the roads in a fairly major city, you should be fine. Mm-hmm. And yet we still have these assholes that'll turn left and end up going down a streetcar tunnel. Yep. Every time. Yep, every and time. And you can see mm-hmm. it's a big black mm-hmm. tunnel. Mm-hmm. And you still drove down it and got stuck on the tracks. <laughs> and a million signs that say, no, not this way. Right. Like, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you had to go through a lot of shit to end up there. But people do it because they just blindly trust these things. In this guy's case, his problem was, A, he was driving drunk. B, he was drunk, so he believed the GPS when, C, the GPS told him to drive on the beach and go in the water. What an idiot. At what point do you say, I get that the GPS is probably right, but I'm just going to stop and take stock of where I am and try and figure out if this is really good. Mm-hmm. Maybe get a second opinion from your phone or something like that. When you can see actual waves coming towards your vehicle, stop. Yeah. Don't go any further. Yeah. That's you- <laughs> not good. Ask yourself. Am I in a boat? 
<laughs> and, and if the answer's no, don't proceed into the water. Don't. Seriously. Like, at what point do you say, hmm, this doesn't seem right? This doesn't seem You're right. An idiot. And this guy just kept on going. Loser. I had a weird encounter. I was out doing some errands on Saturday before the party, and I had to get gas. But I also needed to get ice. And I thought, I can check a couple boxes right here. I'll go get gas, and I can get ice at the gas station. So I pulled up to the pump, pumped my gas, went to go inside and pay. There was a bit of a line because it was right before prices were going back up again on Sunday. And a girl that was waiting to get to my pump rolled her window down and said, hey, hey, could, could you just go and pull up in front of the store so that I can get in and fill up? And I thought about it for a second and I thought, nah, I'm usually very accommodating. I want to try and make life as easy as possible for the people around me. But in this case, I thought, if I get back in the car now, turn on the engine and start driving, I don't know what's going to happen. Is there going to be like fucking sirens going off? Is employees going to start chasing me yeah. through the parking lot? Like all these weird things flash through the, my mind. And I thought, no, I am not going to move my car. Sorry, I, I got to go inside. I'm not moving my car. And she kind of looked at me like, Puh. you know that sound that people make? Puh. Yeah. Fuck off. What am I supposed to do? I don't want to be accused of a gas and dash, but I also understand that when you go there and you just leave your car parked in front of the pump, that means other people have got to wait while you go in and do your shit. Now, I just wanted to pay for the gas, mm -hmm. grab a couple bags of ice, and I was on my you way. You weren't going to dilly-dally in there. No. But let's be honest. They build gas stations these days like a mini mall. You go in there and, I don't know, maybe you want to peruse the air fresheners. Maybe you want to go and get a... Eight sandwiches and four coffees at the Tim Hortons inside. Maybe you need smokes and check your lottery tickets. There's reasons that people go in there and stay in there for a while. But their car is still in front of the pump. So I started thinking, there's got to be a way to solve this problem because gas stations can't possibly like it when you're taking up their real estate and you're in just screwing around and you don't actually end up buying much of anything anyway. Mm -hmm. There's other customers that need to get through. But they also don't want you to jump in your car and take off. The only solution here is it's got to be mandatory pay at the pump so that you can pull away. And some places do have that. Some of them do, yeah. But I also, I had to buy stuff inside. I didn't want to mm -hmm. do two transactions and have to go through the motion. And of course, I can't stick my fucking Optimum card in the gas pump. So I've got to uh, go inside or key in my phone number to get my Optimum points for the gas the whole thing's a mess. We've got to re-envision the gas station is my point, Kat. I've, it's funny. I've never had that predicament before where someone's asked me to roll up. But my question is about the pump itself. Because if I finish my transaction, okay, so I pump the gas and I plan to do like you did. I got to go in and get a lottery ticket or whatever. That's my plan. It, it, I'm worried that that person's going to stay on my tab. If let's say I, I did move, I was like, hey, I'm going to move to this, you know, there's usually like two, three spots in front of the actual building. I'll move to one of those so you make way. My fear would be like, no, oh, then what if you're putting your shit on my tab? Like, I know, I don't know the insides and how it works. So that's why I would be like, no, because how do I know that that's not going to end up on my bill? So you're whatever you're doing, the pump would still be on and they yes. could pump on your account. I think yeah. once you put it back in the, the holster, see, so to speak, it, it stops. I don't trust it. No. See, then a think doesn't work for me. Well, don't <laughs> trust it. I don't fucking know. Don't I'm fucking just speculating. I think that that ends the transaction. So A, I would have I would have done what you did. I would have probably said, no, I'm going to be really quick. I promise. And do, did my thing. But. I've also been on the other end of that, though, where I've been waiting for a pump and never, ever, ever, 
did I stick my head out the window and be like, can you move your car so I can get through? Never. I get it. Never. I've never encountered that before either. It just, it did pop into my mind after it happened. What is the protocol here? Because that person was right. I probably should have given up that Were space. Were they though? But, I mean, well, they wanted to get gas and they don't need anything inside, presumably. If they're just going to pay at the pump, this should be a fairly in and out transaction for them. We did have people this morning, though, who said that worked at gas stations, either now or previously, and said, no, if someone drives away from the pump, I automatically assume they're trying to steal the gas. I don't assume that they're coming in here for stuff. So someone might have gone and tried to run you down and be like, hey, but you were just parking. But then it makes you feel like an asshole. It does right? make you feel, feel like, like an, an asshole. asshole. Like, I'm not stealing gas. I'm, I was going to go in here, but this person moved me. And then it's a big ordeal. So it's better to avoid all of that. I would say I would make two transactions personally. If I knew that it was busy and there was someone behind me and I was about to pump, you know what? I'll pay at the pump. I'll move and I'll go inside and I'll do it. But even gas stations have a vested interest in solving this problem. There really needs to be an easier way. Maybe it's only one way in, one way out of a gas station or something like that. So they know, okay, if they turn left, they're going to park. If they turn right, it's a gas and dash. And that's where we go and try and nab them. Something like that. Or do the employees even care? It's not their fucking money. It's not their problem that somebody's stealing gas. That's the that's Esso's problem. Yeah, I don't know how it, I don't know how it works. Well, I guess I can't get employee of the month this time. <laughs> somebody <Someone> stole again <laughs> on my watch. Yeah, I'm gonna be in shit again. Let's talk about Netflix for a second. I think a lot of people are canceling Netflix lately. Do you it's, feel like that's the one that's gonna go? I I don't think Netflix uh, is ever gonna go, but I think Netflix is gonna have to do something to evolve because Disney. You're kind of painted into a corner, especially if you've got little ones. You can't not have so, Disney. Sure. But Netflix is a very cancelable one, and they've raised their prices several times lately, and money's tight for a lot of people. I certainly understand that. That's the reason that Pierre Polyev got elected with such a landslide on Saturday, is because people are feeling the pinch financially, and they want to change. They are, but at least Netflix is going to bring in the ad tier, and I think that the ad-based tier is going to help them a lot. It's below basic. So for us, that's 10 bucks a month. It's going to be less than that. But so then we're right back to cable. If you have to oh, watch commercials, we're right back to where we, we started. Are, that's the, we are totally going backwards. It's not just that. There are now reports that Netflix... Not only will they have this ad-based tier, which we're hearing is November 1st. They have not made that announcement. That's what we're hearing is November 1st. It'll take effect. But also that they are going to cancel dropping entire seasons or even half seasons of show. And they're going to move to an episode per episode format. That's the latest. We're back to cable. We're back to cable. That's what it is. But we're paying more money. Like, I feel like, aren't we paying more money than we were with cable? Because at first, when the streaming thing came out, it was like, this is great. Netflix was cheap. It was like $5.99 a month. And you're like, hey, look, I got movies and TV shows. And you know, fuck cable. This is so cheap. Now, not only do we have, what, the $16.99 option, let's say, if you want two TV TVs in your house or two, uh, whatever devices, whatever it might be to stream. It's like 16. I want to say it's 16, 15, 99 a month. I don't remember now. It keeps going up. Like you said, absolutely. And then you got crave over here for us in Canada or HBO max in the States. Then you've got Disney plus. That's another option. I feel like I'm spending more than I ever spent on viewing things. And something does got to go, Scott. And you don't even get live TV in a lot of cases. Mm. Netflix is not going to tell you that the queen died. It's just not. Yeah. You would not know. If you're on a Netflix binge, you are isolated from the world. Wait, I'm wondering if that's what's next. I'm wondering if that's going to be what's next. Is uh, Disney, for example, ABC, I think everyone knows, American Broadcasting Corporation is through Disney. Plus, through Disney. They're going to start probably streaming their news on there. They're streaming Elton John's concert live on Disney+. Plus. They've already started streaming things live on these platforms. I could see a day where they're going to start to stream news live there. It's TV. 
Sports. But you're paying for it run by that provider. Sports could be another one. Well, I mean getting the race to the getting the race to some of that shit though is gonna be a gong show. Well, it absolutely will. And I mean, I don't think the average football fan is gonna be too impressed to find out, oh, you wanna watch your your I don't know, your New York Giants play this weekend? That'll be a subscription to HBO Max, if you want to see it. Yeah. I think that would be a death blow to the NFL. I don't think they're going to do it. It's always survived on traditional broadcast, mm-hmm. and it likely always will be there. But that said, I think there are there's a lot of sports that do stream on there. It's just not that live sports content yet. I see it happening, though. We're basically going to go from what it used to be, which was channel versus channel on television, to streaming and which one do you want to go based on what they have available and that's and that's commercials if unless you want to pay more for it that's it well netflix is facing so much competition with all of the streaming services ramping up their original content that the they think the weekly format will keep viewers engaged over longer periods of time but i don't disagree with them on that be, be, and I'll give you an example, because if you said to me, Kat, I'm watching this show on Netflix. I'm already six episodes in. Holy shit, it's great. You should watch it. We can't talk about it, right? No. Like, oh, fuck, don't tell me what happens. I'm only on episode two. I just started watching it too. But if you're on the same you know, schedule I'm on, which is weekly episodes, which is easier to digest for most people, I could say, did you see what happened yesterday when they, when they started streaming episode three, episode four? It makes sense for them too, because then people are talking about it more. Which engages other people like, what show is this? Oh, Squid Game. Episode three is available now. You should you should start watching it. Easy to catch up on. Great. There's only a few episodes I catch up on. Then boom, I'm into the one episode per week. So I understand where they're coming from there. But again, we're going back to television. I mean, that's a classic way that it was. I have said from the start, Netflix was off base when they started releasing an entire series all at once. If there is a a new Squid Game, they'll launch every episode and boom, yeah, just go through and watch it whenever you want. But people binge. People, regular people, are not responsible enough to control (laughs) their own content binging. They're not. And frankly, television was never meant to be viewed that way. Television is episodic. Unless you're watching news or sports or something live in the moment, an an award show or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's meant to be in episodes that are spaced apart. You stop, you digest, it builds a little hype, a little anticipation, you think about it, you talk about it, and then a week later, you watch the next episode. Oh, but if it's May or June, oh, big cliffhanger, and you got to wait till September. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that, and Netflix still does that. There's always a cliffhanger at the end of one season that'll make you want to go and watch the next season. I mean, Cobra Kai is great at it. Stranger Things is great at it. The list goes on. But just releasing an entire 12-episode season of a show for people to sit there and binge, and they'll get it all done in one day, so they've wasted an entire day. They have zero productivity. Who has time to watch that all in one day? I don't know either. I honestly don't know who these people are. And then they walk around like a fucking peacock strutting around because I've seen the whole thing. And Well, talk to me when you're caught up so we can discuss it. Fuck off. I don't have... If it's a 12-hour season, it's going to take me months to get through that. (laughs) Months. And I do feel that pressure like, oh, somebody's already watched the entire new season of Cobra Kai. and I haven't even started yet. And you know what? To me, when I think you're 12 hours ahead of me, I'll never catch up. Fuck it. I'll just yeah, move on. Yeah. I hate that. And, and it's true. People cannot govern themselves. They have no self-control. Mm-hmm. 
You can't let them just watch all 12 episodes at once. That's not how it was intended to be done. Yeah, and this report, I should stress too, is just based off Netflix originals. So they're still planning to drop content. Let's say they bring The Office back in or any number of shows. That's going to be a big drop. That's a that's a dump. But any Netflix originals, apparently after, if for those watch Stranger Things that are wondering how that's going to work, apparently it's going to take place after Season 5 of Stranger Things. So this is something they're going to implement slowly. It's not going to take place as quick as the ad-based tier will, which is supposed to come, like I said, in November. But they've already started doing this, by the way. They've done it for reality television shows as kind of a test. And I'm one of those people who watches, like, Love is Blind and shit like that. What they'll do there is they'll drop two to three episodes at a time. I think it was two for the first two. And then they drop about three. So it's a little easier to digest. And then you don't feel so much pressure. A week later, they drop three. So that's one format and one way to do it. But for their heavy dramas, your Ozarks um, or your Stranger Things or what have you, those are going to be dropped on a weekly basis. That is according to the report. I think I finally found the sweet spot. So I did have way too many streaming services at one point, and I've canceled most of them. Have but you? Here's yeah. my current setup now. So I subscribe to Bell's 5 TV, yeah. but the, the web-based one, I don't have any actual cable coming mm-hmm. into my house. I subscribe to 5 TV, and the way it works is I have an Amazon Fire Stick plugged directly into the USB port on my, or the HDMI port on my TV, open the Bell app, and it looks identical to when I was watching Bell Cable. Bell Cable was very, very expensive. Bell's regular TV with the internet, full service package, cost me about 100 bucks a month. That's less than half of what I used to pay to have actual cable coming into my house. So I'm saving there. On top of the 5 TV, because I'm a Bell subscriber, I can also access all the sports I want through the TSN app because TSN and Bell are the same company. Then I went out and bought an IPTV box that gives me... All of the other things that I get on those subscription services, that, you got to pay for it in cash, and yeah, it's illegal, but whatever, I don't give a shit at this point. Details, details. Well, (laughs) and I shouldn't even say I don't give a shit, but frankly, they ripped me off for so many, so many years. That 15 bucks a month, I've got this IPTV box, it gives me channels from around the world, there's like 6,000 channels in every language under the sun, it's the ultimate inconvenience, plus they've got movies available on demand, I'm good with that. So between the 100 bucks a month with Bell for internet and TV, plus 15 bucks a month, cash only, for IPTV, I'm set. I don't know why the hell I was spending all that money on cable, and I don't know why I was spending all that money having Crave and having uh, Netflix and having Disney Plus. And, oh, fuck, we got to get the HBO Max because of this, this, or this. Stupid stuff like that. I, I think I'm in a good spot. All in with taxes cost me about 130 bucks a month, and I have thousands more channels than I used to with cable. But I don't have those streaming services, which really just piss me off anyway. I, I'm finding it hard to figure out what to cut because I got to cut one. I've got I share Amazon. I've got oh I've got Amazon did, too. Yeah, because yeah. it comes with your Prime. Yeah, so I, I share Amazon. I've got currently I've got Disney Plus which I do by year, so I could just not do it this coming year because I usually do it right around Christmas time. That's when I signed on. I got Disney Plus, I've got Crave, and I've got Netflix. Tell me how much time I even have to watch any of it. So I don't know why. But you know what? My husband can't decide which one. And we have five because sports. And it's it's not just the sports. He doesn't just want to watch the game. It's all the preamble and all of the talk shows and everything else that he likes. You can't find it. You can't get it on a streamer. So we have to keep the cable. That's a must for him. I understand. He does watch a lot of football stuff. He likes to get in-depth into the post-game shit. Hockey, same thing. Fine. 
So then I'm like, do I get rid of Disney? Crave is great. That's a new one for us. Doesn't Crave come with your five subscription or don't you get like no, a, no? you when you first sign on to Bell. Oh, it, is that otherwise, what it is? no. Otherwise, no. Hey, if there's a cheaper way to do it than I'm currently doing it, by all means, guys, let me know. But I want to have as much as I possibly can, but pay as little as I can. Like any other thing in life, you want to pay as little as you can to get as much as possible. So I'm down to 125, 130 bucks a month, taxes in, that gives me unlimited internet, every channel you can imagine through IPTV, and then the live stuff through Belfont. Well, Bert, what bugs me though is like when i look at it the, the grand scheme of things because i got netflix i do share that i have the I, yeah fuck off fuck off netflix i share my password okay so i have a couple family members that share that with me too so i look at that though and i'm like i'm spending 20 bucks a month after taxes if i cut that out um, 20 bucks what does that get you now anyway like i might as well keep it 20 dollars a month i'm not like who fucking notices that now just because the cost of everything so, eh, for I don't roughly know. the cost of a quart of strawberries, that's, you can have all these streaming. That's options. the thing is, like, if I get rid of that, I feel like I'll miss it more. And twenty bucks is like, what is that for people now? It's sad, but it's not a lot. It doesn't get you very far. So I might as well spend the twenty fucking bucks a month. Yeah, I. Uh, the cost is just it's creeping back up. This was meant to be cheaper, and now it's getting more expensive than what we were doing with the old package. So I'm uh, I'm open to any suggestions if you've got any, guys. We got to go though. We've gone a little long here, but thank you for downloading this episode of After Nine. Uh, lots more coming your way throughout the week and hopefully by tomorrow we'll have an idea of what's happening on Monday if anything is happening on Monday when it comes to the Queen's funeral see you tomorrow After more than half a century as Prince of Wales 73 year old Prince Charles has officially become King Charles III yep he's now the oldest person ever to assume the British throne Uh, but weirdly he's still too young to be a US president Queen's passing has had a profound effect on people all over the world, including the former king of Kardashian, Kanye West. He posted this on Instagram. He wrote, life is precious, releasing all grudges today and leaning into the light. And then posted two photos of the queen as a young woman. Who would have guessed that this is what it would have taken to calm Kanye down? Makes me wonder if Pete Davidson killed the queen, you know? Some business news, uh, Uber Eats just announced that they're going to start testing out driverless delivery. Driverless delivery cars are incredible. They even programmed to say, wow, two orders from Popeyes in one day. <laughs> the After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.